0: Hey everyone, Hoppo here. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get into the studio because of the COVID outbreak. So the quality of these episodes may not be as good as usual, but stay safe. And uh, we'll get through all this together. Welcome to Life's a Beach. I'm Bruce Hopkins, better known as Hoppo from Bondi Rescue. Each week I'll be sharing some stories, the good, the bad, and everything in between. I'll be chatting to guests about their life experiences and giving our listeners an insight to the challenges we have faced in our lives. We'll share a few jokes and some banter along the way and hopefully our experiences will resonate with you. As the saying goes, while life's a beach, it can also be a bitch. Hey everyone, this week on Life's a Beach, I'm joined by my old mate, TV personality and weatherman extraordinaire, Timmy Bailey. Tim joins me to talk about the career in the media and the shock exit from TV after nearly 30 years. Then later on, we go to Beach Banner and then I go to the mailbag to answer questions from the fans. Let's take a listen to my chat with your Daily Bailey. This week in the Beach Shack, it's a pleasure, it's an old mate, we've done a plenty of uh, weather crosses from Bondi back in the day, it's uh, Timmy Bailey, how are you mate? Hello
1: Hoppo, lovely for you
0: to see me again. <laughs> <laughs> well mate, to start with I've got a bit of a complex I think because I made the move from the eastern suburbs to the northern beaches and then suddenly you've made the move from the northern beaches to the Gold Coast so... I hope it wasn't because I'm moving into your
1: uh, suburbs, here, mate. Uh, no, mate, that was uh, that, that 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 was quite unbelievable. Like, and and we really did mean to get around to having a beer, but then things changed pretty damn quickly. And uh, I went from Narrabeen up to uh, the Goldie, and you went from Bondi to uh, being an AvCat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone can. I, I don't think anyone can believe that the Bondi boys living in Avalon and the Northern Beaches boys living on the Gold Coast.
0: Yeah, it's just bizarre, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
0: mate uh, how's it been up there the goldies Pretty
1: oh good. mate it's absolutely brilliant mate yeah um i've retired hoppo which is quite surreal yeah. so um uh, yeah this is my second week of retirement so i'm mm-hmm. i'm just spending plenty of time riding i'm either riding my bike i'm doing sort of 25 to 50 k's down to surface paradise and Broadbeach and burley and yeah. um either that or riding the riding the surfboard mate and uh <laughs> in between uh loving the wife loving the wine and loving the seafood i'm going okay don't worry about me <laughs> oh mate you
0: li- you're living the dream live the dream
1: <laughs> well mate we'll touch on um
0: yeah you know, you've had a magnificent career in tv uh radio and even uh the, the, the print media so we'll we'll go back to the early days and i noticed it's uh you were on a lot of TV back then Good Morning Australia Totally Wild The Big Breakfast so how were those days? Give us a little bit of an insight on on the uh, early days of Timmy Bailey on uh, TV Yeah it
1: was pretty interesting how I got into it, Hoppo, to be honest with you. I was up on the Gold Coast, because I lived here previously before I made the move to Sydney. Uh, you right. know, I ended up being in Sydney for 30 years, but I had seven years on the Goldie, and I worked on the Gold Coast Bulletin. I was a colour reporter, so I was doing stories on um, like dogs that could water ski. I crashed a hot air balloon into, <laughs> like we hit the focus building on Surface Paradise and ended up in the drink about 2 k's off. I uh, did a story on that. Uh, lots and lots of interesting yarns, like camels that drink Forex and that stuff. Anyway, it ended up that uh, an old uh, Australian magazine called Australasian Post, they did a story on me, two-page spread on the journalist who would do anything for a story. Lo and behold, that magazine ended up in a Mossman dentist about two years later, and the executive producer of Good Morning Australia back then was Gail Jarvis. She picked up the magazine, read about me picked the phone up and offered me a job as a reporter on Good Morning Australia back when Kerry ann Kennelly and Mike Gibson hosted the show. Now back then I had long blonde hair down to my shoulders all I was doing was surfing and writing silly stories for the newspaper and uh, I got a job as, uh, as a reporter on Good Morning Australia. It was, that was the big break that I got and um, that's where it all started mate so that was my first gig thanks to one of those old magazines you pick up when you're in a dentist's that's amazing
0: isn't it? amazing story on how just it just all lined up and just the yeah for, for her going to the dentist reading the story and then getting in contact and and, and then you came down here
1: yeah, she flew up and uh, said, no, you really do need to get your hair cut. So I ended up <laughs> on television with, well, pro- I'd probably had a Sandra Sully bob before Sandra Sully had the bob, you know, because that's how <laughs> I looked back then. And the first bloke I ran into at Good Morning Australia was Larry Emder. And Larry uh, was a reporter on the show. And I had no idea. I'd been in print journalism and um, a little bit of radio. So he sort of, showed me the ropes and I didn't even know where. I remember going out my very first story and uh, I had to ask the camera, well, look, where do I look? I've never been in front of a camera before. What do we do? How does this work? So right. yeah, I was I was um, thrown in the deep end, but loved it. Mate,
0: great bloke, Larry. I actually went to school with him at Dover Heights, believe it or not. He He's a few years. I went there in uh, year seven into high school and he was uh, in year 12. So I I, one one year with Larry at uh, Dover Heights High School, up the top of there of, of uh, Bondi
1: See there you go. I wouldn't have thought either of you two blokes went to school, and if you did, you wouldn't have got past <laughs> year six.
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, mate, we didn't do too well. That's why he's he's on TV and I'm a lifeguard. But <laughs> <laughs> also the other thing I remember you doing, and I was right into it at the time, and and I was doing a lot of racing uh, for the surf clubs and ocean stuff, and. What was the Uncle Toby's days like? Cause you did a lot of uh, reporting then when that came along.
1: Oh, look, that was one of the, that was one of the great things that happened to me in TV land. Mick Cora, a mate of mine, um, he devised the Uncle Toby Super Series, came up with it and created what was the biggest brand in surf lifesaving. I mean, yeah. they were glory days. You know, you think of yeah. Trevor Hendy, Guy Leach, all of those guys, Riddo. It was fabulous. And all we did, mate, was we'd put on the Uncle Toby's T-shirts and jackets and we toured around yeah. Australia. And on Fridays and Saturday nights, we'd be in the pubs having the time of our lives. And on Sunday, we'd be on TV <laughs> racing. And oh, mag- magnificent days, mate. And that, that yeah. was back when, you know, surf life savers, those guys were more famous than footballers. Like they really yeah. were. They were the yeah. halcyon days of uh, surf racing. And to, to go to, to the iconic beaches all around Australia, to be part of that series, um, yeah. to go over to Pihar in New Zealand, to go over to LA, where yeah. we, um, Baywatch did an episode based around the Uncle Toby Super Series. I, I remember interviewing Pamela Anderson and yeah. and the Hoth. You know, yeah. it opened so many doors for me and and, and, and really suited me because I, I was a sand-between-the-toes-zinc-cream-on-the-nose man, and <laughs> to, to be commentating um on such a high end uh, sporting event was absolutely magnificent just recently relocating here i've bumped into one of the greats the black snake phil clayton and uh you know he's he's got ocean swimming groups up here and and, uh kai hurst's up here doing some great work as well uh, guy andrews they're all going so so well and um none of us ever forget those days there's a real there's a real club and um yeah. we were lucky to uh be in the sport at its best i, I wish we could relive some of those days and recreate that yeah. that brand that surf Lifesaving had back then
0: oh it's a great brand and uh something that those guys they've basically raced hard but they've still become mates you know they're mates while they're racing they're mates after it and even to today like you said they all catch up together and
1: They They do, mate. I got got uh, invited to a reunion they had just two weeks ago. Unfortunately, I couldn't go, but they were all there and they've all been, not only are they uh, better in the water than most dolphins, you see, but (laughs) um, uh, they're all successful and brilliant human beings. So um, as you know, mate, that surf culture, it doesn't only make you a fine athlete, it makes you a fine person. That's right.
0: Now, mate, how did you get into the weather? Like, you're renowned
1: for the weather. Like, how did that all come about? This is another one, mate, and I can't make this up. And this makes, (laughs) to this day, makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Because this, be careful for what you wish for. (laughs) I was sitting back on a couch, and, you know, I'd worked on Good Morning Australia. I'd worked on The Big Breakfast with Tim Bailey, which is a national cartoon show. I'd done Totally Wild. I'd done surfing, snowboard shows, um, Commonwealth Games, the lot. And I was sitting back after one particular time, one of those shows got axed, because TV shows, as you know, although you've had a brilliant run too, like me, but most of them last, you know, 13 weeks, 26 weeks, you might get a year out of them, you might get two, but they're not known for their longevity. So I was sitting back and I was watching the news one day, and I was just sitting there, and a bloke by the name of Brian Bury, an old famous weather presenter came up. He'd worked on the Today Show and he'd worked on Good Morning Australia as well. He came on and I thought, "Geez, you know what? That is something I can do because I'm a, I'm a two generation born and bred journalist. So, and you know, I've sailed, I've surfed. I know about the weather. I thought that guy has got five minutes on television. He's got his own show within the show. The show happens yep. to be the news. The news never gets axed. That's the gig. And there's not much work involved either, which suited me. So I just I thought about that. Bugger me, in two weeks' time, without me applying for the job or doing anything, Brian Bury, they didn't re-sign his contract. And right. they came knocking on my door and offered me that job. Fantastic! And, and I didn't apply. I didn't do anything. It was just that thought process. Two weeks later, it happened, and then twenty nine years later, I was still doing it. That worked out. But what a
0: great story and a great career of, of of doing that. And I remember so many times. You know, we've done the, the crosses down there at Bondi. You've come down, and one thing the listeners, I don't unless you're there doing it with you all you'll ask me what's happening and what's going on and i'll i'll tell you a few things that we're doing for someone you go live how you remember what i said five minutes ago and you nearly say it to perfection
1: in that uh weather break (laughs) i I don't know how you do it it's a it's amazing thank you for that mate because it it is because I am a, I'm a journalist born and bred, you know, like my brother Boo is a cartoonist on the, on the Daily Telegraph. He does all the sporting cartoons. Right, yeah. My old man was a cartoonist. All my uncles were news editors, sub-editors, um, journos. My mum's got a newspaper that I wrote and my brother illustrated when I was seven and he was five. So I was always going to be able to tell a tale and he, we were always <laughs> going to do this stuff. But my great ability was to be able to... Get information out of people, use that information to entertain and engage an audience, but most of all to be able to ad lib. To be able to ad lib and memorise what I had to do. So as you know, you you and I would yeah. get together, you and I would get together and, and we'd do five minutes of live television off the cuff. Yeah. But I could, you know, I can remember all of that, but the minute we're off air, I forget it all. I couldn't yeah. tell you what we'd done, you know, so it's an interesting skill. But it, live TV was where yeah. it was at for me. I could do that. Yeah, I made mean, you're
0: sensational at it. And not knowing, I mean, I remember the very first time we did a cross when Bondi Rescue would have been one of the first years it went to air. And it really amazed me that how good that you were at that. You know, when you look, watch you on TV and what you do in the weather, you know, people could probably sit back and say, oh, that's not too, yeah." You know, how hard could that be? But until you're there watching and listening to you and then you watch other people that would replace you when you're off on leave, mate, it's, it's a total different level. And I think you're a, a level above anyone else doing what you were doing.
1: You know what? Someone said to me, mate, and I can say this now, someone once said to me, the, you know, the key to longevity in television, always have a good reserve grader in behind you. LAUGHTER <laughs> You did, that, you did that very well, mate. <laughs>
0: well, there's one other one I want to bring up on, on one of our crosses. Now, I don't know if you remember this one, but I was doing some work for the for charity, for McGrath Foundation, I think, and I, I was in a, a pink rashie, and I just happened to let you know that I had pink budgie smugglers on underneath my boardies. Now, I don't know if you remember this one, but I saw the photo the other day of you there and, and, and me, and you had a bet with Natasha Belling that you would get me after the ad break when you came back to do the weather that I would drop my shorts live on TV. <laughs>
1: Why wouldn't I, mate? I was not only a great weatherman, but I was a great producer, and that was lovely. I mean, you, mate, in your budgie smugglers, a beautiful pair of pink. I mean, Tony Abbott had nothing on you, son, nothing. Well, for the listeners out there that don't know, you won the
0: bet because you maybe I
1: dropped my pants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. Absolutely. That, that, that's what I love, though, about live telly, mate. The spontaneity. You you don't yeah. know what's going to happen next. I'm half, yeah. you know, producers say to me, what are you going to, how does this go? And I said, how can I tell you how this is going to go yeah, yeah, when yeah. I don't even know how it's going to go? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, <laughs> 3, 2, 1. You're on, Timmy. Ah, drips and drops across rooftops uh-huh. and crops. Here we go. We've got the great salt water man. Here he is, <laughs> Hopper. and I can tell you what the salt water does some good things to this boy and I'll show you some of the good things it's done to him in the nether regions after the commercial break. We'll get him to take his shorts off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff, mate, great stuff. The uh, the other thing, tell us any um, real tough ones when you were doing the crosses. As you said, you're about to go live. Is there something that stands out that you go, oh, geez, how am I going to get through
1: this one? Some lunatic jumps in the background or... Have you had any of that? Yeah, yeah. I've had a little bit of that, but I didn't get a great deal of it, which is good, you know, because I think people realised I was just a normal bloke yeah. that they could relate to. So I didn't get the, oh, you Bailey, you wanker and people yeah, coming yeah. to get you. But there were a couple of times. So I was up at Observatory Hill doing a uh, live cross. And the, the thing, thing is, you're very vulnerable because I'd be on the telly at sort of <laughs> quarter past five and people knew where that location was. And they had half an hour to get down there. If they did want to get on television, you could sort of do it pretty easily, get in behind me. Anyway, one day up in the old uh, bandstand at uh, Observatory Hill, I was halfway through my report, live, when two guys in clown wigs popped up behind me and start pelting (laughs) eggs at me. And I'm doing the weather. I'm going, Sydney, fine and sunny and ducking left, ducking (laughs) right. I didn't wear an egg. And... Um, one of the guys that was with me ran off chasing these clowns, but you can see it. They slowed it down the next day where I was doing the weather and the eggs were flying past my eyes, across my head, through my chest line. And, uh, I didn't miss a beat. That was a good one. (laughs) At the Royal Easter show, I wasn't quite so lucky. There was a gang of young blokes, um, uh, decided to make a bit of a fracker and, uh, Two of them threw $2 coins. Bang. One hit me in the eye and Ronnie Wilson said, uh, we'll just cross to Timmy Bailey right now. And he crossed to Timmy Bailey. Timmy Bailey got a $2 coin in the eye, hit the deck (laughs) and Ronnie Wilson had to read the weather (laughs) because I I went down. But that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I never, ever had to go back to the Royal Easter show ever again. I refused to. (laughs) Another time, time, mate, I was with the... uh, This wasn't... This was not a a great moment and um, the people involved in this one, I think, ended up spending a bit of time inside. They were yeah. n- not very good characters. A couple of girls attacked us. I had this Australian Girls Choir, still call Australia Home Choir, down at Darling yeah. Harbour. And they were singing their little piece. And, uh, yeah, a couple of girls that had been drinking came through, crash-tackled me, hit the, the choir master in the mouth and uh, started carrying on. We later found out after that broadcast, which was... was all all over Facebook in about two minutes. We found out that those two people uh, were not allowed to be in the Greater Darling Harbour area. They were on probation and later went to jail. So we're a bit lucky there. But we've had no Fs, we've had no Cs, you know. I did it for 29 years, the live stuff, and basically they were the three incidents. There were no others. So I had a good run.
0: Mate, how good was it being out there in the community doing the weather crosses with all those yeah, whether it's for charity or, or, or organisations, and yeah, how much fun was that?
1: Yeah, well, that was the great thing, mate. We were able to engage and leverage some charities and let them cut through the clutter. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, three days out of five, we'd be we'd be pushing causes, and you know, some some of the best television I've ever made has been at like Ronald McDonald House or yeah. with the Red Cross or the Smith family or down at Bear Cottage with the kids. Um, yeah, fantastic, mate. I'm, I was very, very uh, privileged to be able to use my time on TV to help people that really needed helping and, and, and push some of the best causes in Australia. And, you know, it made the best television. And, and, yeah. and you know, the the weather, I always said, you know, look, the weather comes second and third and fourth and fifth behind those the great charities and yeah. the great individual stories in behind those charities. So loved that part of it, mate. Miss that part of it really miss that part of it. In fact, that's the only part of it I miss. Yeah. Well, mate,
0: you're so enthusiastic. Probably delivering the weather, which can be quite difficult at times or or boring, but you always made it entertaining. And did you just come to all these different sayings that you had or you actually prepared a little
1: bit? No, mate, they do. They come to me. I, um, uh, you know, I I have – uh, a very unique language. Um, mm. I love my rhyming and yeah. it comes very natural naturally to me. And, you know, I'm chuffed that, you know, drips and drops across rooftops and yeah. crops, the business of the brolly, boom, crash, opera, predicted yeah. precipitation. I get that every day in the street, people yeah. come yeah. up and say it to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I like to do that because, you know, I like my language to, to cut through the clutter, to, to engage, to entertain. Mm. But the journalist in me always makes sure that it's informative as well. So, you know, I I was one of the first people ever to do the weather um, out live on location, you know, Um, and you have a look at it now, everybody's doing it. But um, one of the great things was to be able to trailblaze a bit like in that, you know, you never knew where I was going to be or who I was going to be talking to. And we were live on location. Okay. for many 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 years and i thought i was going to give it away when they brought me inside but then they built me that great big weather wall and i danced around that and i had a, i learned new skills and i developed even further but um yeah. Uh, yeah the the live on location stuff mate i cherish i really do yeah. and um you know i i could do it and i loved doing it and i knew it was different to what every other bloody person was doing i knew i yeah. had an edge
0: Oh, mate, I must say you were brilliant at it. It was, uh, it was always great to listen to you to deliver the weather. Mate, the, the downside, though, is it, when it did come to an end, and I'm big on loyalty, uh, that's how we run our lifeguard service, the team and everything like that. Yeah. How tough was that when they did not renew your your, your contracts?
1: Yeah, it was really tough because there was a degree of treachery in it It came from nowhere. Now, look, right. I'm not silly. If you can get 29 years on TV, yeah, you know, when you're a five foot four Tasmanian with freckles all over his face and a strange haircut, then you're going all right. You're sort of like a footy coach. You realise there's a bullet out there flying yeah. around with your name on it. It's going to get you one day. Yeah. But there's there's a way of getting people. And I went to work one day and um, did it all. I walked into a man's office and told him how much I love the place, how much I love the people around me, and that I love doing what I'm, I'm doing, more than I did when I first started. And that's saying something after 29 years. Yeah. The next day at Narraboon, the phone rang. And in a three-minute conversation, a 29-year, 29-year career was ended by that very same bloke. Right. And that that was hard to swallow. That was treacherous and uh while i can i'm very very happy to walk away i was going to retire in two years anyway so there you go (laughs) but how it was done was yeah pretty despicable yeah mate it would have been tough and you know
0: all those years of what you did for the for the network and and, you know the the teams that you formed there and you know it must have just been a yeah a, a dagger straight through the heart
1: yeah, it was, mate, through the back and through the heart, is how yeah. i describe it. And it hurt a lot of people too. You know, it was all right for me just to be there one minute and go on the next, but, yeah, yeah um, it left a bit of a hole and, there, you know, a few people, uh, um, yeah, were saddened by it all and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was one of them. But very, very lucky, mate, that three minutes, you know, a three-minute phone call yeah, and then ten minutes later a bloke picks up the phone who I don't know personally. Yep. And that bloke is Ben Fordham. Yep. He picks the phone up and offers me a job 10 minutes later. And I have a 10 minute phone call with a bloke I don't know. And he puts together a meeting with Nine Radio and yep. I've got a job straight away.
0: And how does that make you feel? Do you think, so that shows how much respect you had, you know, that you've got in the industry uh, for someone just to do that, that you've never met before?
1: I was absolutely blown away by it, and I got to know Benny Fordham pretty well um, after that and have so much respect for him because he showed me loyalty um, that a mob that, you know, I was part of the family with for 27 years didn't show me much loyalty in the end. Um, he, He said a really lovely thing about me. He said, mate, don't, don't think I'm doing any good favours. I'm just walking down the road, and I see a diamond on the road. I'm going to pick the diamond up, and you're the diamond. Yeah. So I thought, you know, my mum and dad heard those words, and, you know, they loved that. My wife heard those words. and okay. Yeah, I, I was really proud that my abilities were recognised instantly by other people, yeah. and, you know, I, they, I, I had probably one day – of sadness and anger and i was straight back yeah. on the bus and and away i went and that's the way it should be you know you don't want yeah. to be you don't want to be angry and bitter and twisted about 29 yeah. years on tv and in radio i'm blessed yeah i'm blessed and
0: as you said it's it's something it's like me with bondi rescue we've we've just finished last season 16 years like yeah i remember when it first started people were going you'll get you'll get two or three years it's so-called a, you know, factual slash reality TV show. You'll come and
1: go, five minutes of fame, and here we are. It's I can't believe it's still going. No, and not only that, mate, but going all over the world. It's it's yeah. it's a fabulous thing. When you get that recipe of um, TV right, it's a powerful thing. And you know, mm. you, you've got okay, your Bondi Beach is the star of the show, but the chemistry yeah. inside that show, and you know. You can't go down to Woolworths or Coles and buy a can of chemistry. You yeah. can't do it, right? You either yeah. get on with people and it shows on the television and it's powerful and yeah. it buys you years. And you know, congratulations mate, 16 years is good. You, that'll be two decades. I almost got yeah. three and yeah. you know, bloody bloody lucky and they threw in the fact that I work with Sandra Sully every day which was nice <laughs> of them, and that wasn't bad It's looking at you I can tell you hops.
0: <laughs> well but you uh you said you, were, you you were looking at retirement anyway um yep as it panned out now you think uh in hindsight that it's worked out quite well for yourself and now you can you
1: know, go into retirement and it, it it has, made, It's 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 been quite incredible. Like it was hard the relocation, trying to buy a house at the time when we did up here. We've got a brilliant house, got the house of my okay. dreams, right? Just yeah. on the northern end of the Goldie. I'm yeah. three minutes from some of the best broadwater beaches you'll see. I'm ten yeah. minutes to Main Beach, Southport, where I'm doing my surfing. Yeah. Glorious stuff. But it was hard to buy a house in the yeah. pandemic, right? They were just lasting twenty four hours on the market. But Yes, it was meant to be. We we got a house after one inspection. We moved up here I, at, at a time when, you know, have a look at Sydney now. We're very yeah. lucky. We're very lucky to have the freedom and the, the beautiful Gold Coast sunshine. Yeah. So I miss nothing about the TV. I've had enough. I've, I've had enough time on the television, and I've had great times on the TV. So yeah. I'm not I'm not missing. Being in a studio at all, I'm not yeah. missing the traffic in Sydney at all. Yeah. I miss I miss my friends and the people, but yeah. mate, I am loving life up here and I'm lucky enough. My wife's got a big job in medical technology. She works for the global leader of um, treating cancer by radiation, a mob called right. Varian, and she's a few years younger than me, 13 years. Right. So she's at the peak of her power. She's in she's in management there. Yeah. It's they're a global company, so. Prior to the pandemic, we were um, we were considering living in the States or in Europe, right. and um, it looked like we were going to be living in Vegas for a little while. Anyway, that didn't yeah. work. She can live in anywhere, and we thought, well, now that I don't have to cross the Sydney Harbour Bridge and get into Channel 10 at Piermont yeah. why don't we go and, and, and live the Gold Coast life? Or, you know, I knew how good it was because I lived here for seven years, but when you're living on the Gold Coast and you don't have to go to work, it is some yeah. sort of life. I've yeah. never been happier yeah. in my... Yeah time on the planet right now i'm content yeah. i've got a grin on my face i'm fit i'm thirsty it's real good
0: <laughs> <laughs> mate those afternoon beers would be uh, sensational <laughs> yeah. that's it brother that's it oh <laughs> well, tim mate uh you know from me thanks for all those years of, of watching on tv and and doing the interviews with us to promote bondi rescue when you came down and did the weather crosses from Bondi, you know, I'll never forget those. And mate, we're we'll, uh, got to catch up for that beer when I'm, uh, I'll get up to the Gold Coast. We finally get out of lockdown uh, down here in Sydney. Absolutely,
1: Hoppo. Um, congratulations to you, mate. And what I say about chemistry is um, it's true. And you and I have had it, um, yeah. you know, we've got it. We can just pick it up where we left it off, mate. And that's a great yeah. thing. So thanks for your friendship and thanks for having me on the podcast. Love your work, son.
0: Oh mate, it's a pleasure having you. Thanks, Tim. How good was it having Tim in the Beach Shack? Next up, Beach Banner. Okay, this week in the Beach Shack, we've got uh, Harry's. Welcome, mate. Love you, baby. (laughs) Mate, you know, uh, you've been a lifeguard for a long time, but then you've also moved into learning Pilates and I think you started off taking the classes and now you're actually teaching the classes.
2: Oh, mate, um, it's so funny, this career, doing something that I'm really passionate about. I think with anything that you do, you've got to have spirit, passion and hunger. Obviously, we have that with lifeguards, you know, but filling those three elements and it's something I just dream about. Um, I remember coming to you and saying, I want to do something because I didn't know how long Bondi Rescue would stay around and yep. I didn't know how um, stable the lifeguarding job would be forever because um, sometimes nothing good lasts forever. <laughs> and um, I remember coming to you and saying, I want to do this Pilates thing. I'm really passionate about it. And I'm and you really you just said, mate, go do it. This is something you've got to do because you don't know where you're going to be. Um, and you kind of set me on that little journey. Yeah. I was doing a bit of training with an ex lifeguard, Johnny Gannon, at the time, and Johnny was training the pro surfers, and he was teaching me a heaps of stuff, and I was so nervous. I had two kids, um, you know, I, I had a massive mortgage. I was, I remember shaking and walking in, doing Pilates with all these physios that are highly intelligent. Hopo knows, but you won't know out there. I suffered from heavy dyslexia. My twin brother and I found reading and writing really hard, so I had to use yeah. other skills. Um, Hoppo knows this. Other people would know this. I've got a photographic memory. Yeah. Um. I rem- I pretty much will remember anything that is close to me, and I remember it like like a video. Yeah. So it's it's very factual in my own mind. So I really videoed um, doing Pilates in my mind, and I mimicked and just kept procedurally doing it. Now I'm out teaching, and I just dream about it. Um, I've taught at some amazing landmarks. I taught it for the Opera House for a couple of years. Yeah. Teach down at Bondi. I teach at Bronte where we grew up. Um. And I love it. Um. The best part about Pilates for me is I want to rescue people. It doesn't matter if we I stay as a lifeguard or we stay as lifeguards. You see, everyone in nursing homes they lose their mobility and stability. Then they're all holding onto a Zimmer yep. frame. If you can really switch on all those key ingredients in your muscles and have that mobility through your ankles and hips and your shoulders, you should be able to rescue someone like right into your seventies.
0: Um, so, yeah, I love it. I well, mean, you tried to get me on the uh, – I'm as stiff as a board. And I remember <laughs> you are laughing and you said, you've got to come do Pilates. And I came a couple of times and I think it was on the Reformer and I was moving. And I, I've never heard you laugh so much watching me <laughs> trying to do Pilates. <laughs> it's,
2: it's got springs on it, the Reformer. And, no, no, I, you actually did really well. Yeah. Do, on the you, you're 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 an amazing athlete you've, you yeah. you you hop yeah, people wouldn't know this but hopo's was an amazing runner I was second yeah. in the world in running and hopo yeah. seen me achieve that goal yeah. hopo was a better runner than I was <laughs> 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 he ran the road a lot and obviously that pays a toll you have yeah. to pay a toll somewhere and you know you're on the reformer you're incredible yeah. Yeah. you've even got me I've done my own pilates app yeah. so you know that's something that I just saw it in covid yeah. I was thinking well this could all end
0: you know, well, well, tell us a bit about the app because that's something that uh, obviously, you know, you do it down the, the surf clubs around the eastern suburbs, but that's only people who live around this area. So tell us a bit about the app because a lot of people listening are from, uh, you know, all through Europe, UK, US, and and how can they go about getting onto the app?
2: Okay, well, the app is The Training I've Learned. So The Training I've Learned is off Functional Movement Systems, which is Gray Cook. So if you want to have looked that up, he's a FMS coach out of America which trained NFL players, pretty much the leading physio throughout america then i also learned dr stuart mcgill's technique on on spinal therapy or called spinal hygiene dr stuart mcgill is the leading spinal specialist throughout the world he's been around for over 41 years with over 255 evidence and science-based studies so, I didn't make this stuff up. I either got this from a Wallaby's Physio, Dr. Stuart McGill, or Functional Movement Systems. And hey, a little bit of Pilates in there, too. <laughs> so, give yourself a spank, give it a go. It's Harry's Bondo. Hoppo and I grew up at Bronte. Yeah. But, you know, with the show, it's it's we, we like to put a little Bondi swing on things. So grab your latte and do some Pilates, Harry's Bondi. We like yeah, a bit of swing over the years, eh? Hey, <laughs> so, you know, we go from Bondi to Bronnie back and forward. So, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> we, we're we just waiting on the fortune, ladies and gentlemen. We, we got the fame. <laughs> we're still driving around in Hyundai's and Kia's. Don't worry about that.
0: Yeah, I did a year on a pushy too. So, yeah. So, anyway, it's... A, great to have you in the beach shack harry's and uh i'll catch you at the beach soon love you baby up next i answer letters from the fans this letter is from gail i listened to the episode when you hurt your knee has your knee repaired well yeah that's going back probably a while now with my knee so that's uh has repaired you get a little a uh, few aches and pains here and there when uh you're on the rescue board from uh, kneeling up but apart from that uh i've had to cut back a little bit on my running because of the impact on the knee so it'll never be 100 percent again but it uh is repaired quite well and hopefully uh i can continue doing what i'm doing for uh, a few more years Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe to Life's A Beach wherever you get your podcasts and hit us up with questions, comments or follow us on our social media channels which you can find in our show notes. That's it for today, Beach fans. Stay safe and swim between the flags.